Welcome to the Real Estate Wire, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about the top two headlines. Is it getting ready to be 2008 all over again? We're also going to be talking about the interest rate roller coaster. We're going to be dealing with our hot or not. And today, we got a special guest. We got Brian Athey from Congressional Acquisitions. Welcome to the Real Estate Wire, folks. What's going on, everybody? My name is Dan, the realtor, real estate agent with Keller Williams Capital Properties. Mortgage Coach Marcus, <laughs> you with the pump fake, hey. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and today we got a special guest. We got Brian Athey from Congressional Acquisition. What's going on, Brian? Hey, happy to be yes, here, sir, man. man. Pumped to be here. Fellow Washington Commanders fan. I love yes, the hat. Sir. You know, yes, so no, I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So introduce yourself, man. Tell yeah, everybody sure. about how your your dopeness. Cause when we started the podcast, Brian was like, yo, man, let me know when you want me to jump on. And I was like, what what? <laughs> yeah. hey, listen, I I love the energy, man. Like I'm I'm sitting here and I'm like I got to bring my energy because you certainly have it. Um, so I'm my you know my name is Brian. I, I own uh, Congressional Capital, which is a real estate hard money lending company. So we loan money to people who buy and flip houses, uh, do generally two to twenty unit condo and apartment projects and commercial projects in D.C. Uh, I've been fortunate to have a bunch of really great borrowers over the years. You know, a lot of people that used to be contractors and decided to go out on their own and, and uh, develop real estate on their own. I've been able to help them. I'm a lawyer by background and, you know, uh, but I've developed extensively. I've developed over 60 small multifamily buildings in Washington. Really? Yeah. Mainly like eight to 30 unit stuff these days. I've done plenty of house flips and all manner of stuff. Um, do a lot of rental stuff these days, do mm -hmm. a lot of voucher housing, which I love. We, we yeah. do brand new buildings, um, and rent them to uh, program tenants, which I'm really proud of. So they're living sure. in like high quality housing, uh, in neighborhoods that often don't provide that, unfortunately. Um, and then I'm on the board of a local bank, Old Dominion National Bank, which has grown very significantly since I got involved. I think we're like 250 million in assets when I started and now we're just crossing a billion, which I'm, I'm proud of. That's so great. got a great That's team great. there. Um, and you know, we have the acquisitions business. We buy real estate uh, direct from people in the city. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've lived here my whole life. So huge Redskin commander fan and uh, local got three little kids and a really smart wife. Who's um, who does um, embedded health clinics in DC at DC housing projects, uh, trying to help the underserved have better health. That's, yeah, me that's and my Brian, deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. Like we talk need, about lazy. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> we need to give this show to him because I don't feel like I'm qualified. To be yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. But we and me and Brian met, man. We met on a we met a long time ago a on, long a, on time. a probate deal because if you know, I do a lot of probate real estate, and uh, I think you called me or your agent called me. Somebody called me, and it was like uh, da, da, da da da, and I was like, man, who is this? Because you know. I'm like, this guy like a country accent and like real laid back and da da da. So I didn't even think he was serious. And then, um, because he's so chill, you know, like. Then he think, found out I'm not laid back. Then I'm just like, like present that way. Yeah, I'm a fucking intensive <laughs> shit. My wife's like, you ain't laid back. Yeah. No, not at all. Like, you're super intense, but like, it worked because you got like a laid back vibe, but like a very intense energy, which I think really, really works for you. Um, so, yeah, man, let's get into the top two headlines. But before. Oh. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there is more. Because you said that uh, this guy with this this accent, the way that he spoke, right? Like, you know, this country dude, right? Yeah. So you're from Haymarket. I'm from Haymarket, Virginia. So, so That's listen, right. I got I to gotta give a little shout out. But you to, ain't got no Haymarket accent. You ain't got no South, doesn't sound, sound Southern we accent. We sound alike. We look alike. Yeah. You do not yeah. sound alike. Yeah. You do not look alike. Right. 
We're those smooth as silk. That's how we bring it. We'll see the Gotham hardware right in the market. Like they tore it all down. See, I'm about to educate you real quick. So Gotham hardware used to have the best chicken gizzards and whatnot in there. And and the the Gotham family owned the hardware store, everywhere, the grocery store. Um, my dad is a, he grew up on Old Carolina Road, wow. right? On 55. Yep. So, I know Old Carolina Road. That's awesome. And my mom is from Marshall. So, wow. Like, How about this? When we were kids, the nearest grocery store was 20 minutes away in Manassas, right? There was no groceries sure. anywhere. Like, sure. you had to get in the car and roll. And, you know, yep. if it was snowing or something, you were like going down to like the 7 Eleven or yep. before the 7 Eleven, the gas station. Yep. I had two kids on my bus ride who had no running water. Oh, really? I mean, it was oh, yeah, country was, out there, yeah. man. What, you had like a well or something? They, they, dude, they had a fucking outhouse and the whole thing. Yeah. Those guys. Had to use a bathroom with an outhouse. Did you grow up with an outhouse? No, 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 no. Not oh, me. I wasn't. Oh. Two like, people like on my bus did, man. Haymarket really? was country, but yeah, country really? back then. But, good, you know, I grew up, you know, we lived on the golf course at Evergreen for a while. Okay. And then we moved to Mountain Road, lived on the foot of Bull Run Mountain, so it was okay. beautiful out there. So you gotta come out there and smell some fresh air and green grass and get some. Yeah, I'm used to the toxic. Do you remember the Christmas store right on 29? (laughs) Yes, I do. Yeah, you're man, you're bringing it back right now. And and the Iron Mill and all that. Yeah, you're bringing it back. The Gossam's Hardware Pool was a really good one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was some of the best and the spiciest ginger ale I ever tasted. Was I bought it out of that? And now you live in Fauquier County, right? Yeah. My mom and sister live out there, so that's cool. My mom lives in Old Town, Warrington. Yeah, we got connections, man. GA? Yeah. Family reunion in here. Well, Brian's going to throw you some deals. You can throw Brian some deals. Damn right. They're coming. We're just going to be dope. And then also, I was talking about, yo, real estate wild card. So we're going to be doing a home buying seminar with Brian Athey and Allied Title. We're going to figure out all the details. Yeah, I'm also involved in Allied Title, which is is the, the fastest growing title company on the East Coast. And yep. uh, my partners there are, are really forward thinking, awesome at marketing. We got the gear on here. Yeah, I repped yep. my uh, always settle. That's right. And you need closure because everybody needs closure. <laughs> closure. Right? I think it's the greatest one ever. Oh, you need oh, gear. Man. You're getting gear. I don't know if they got your size. Yeah, they got it. They got oh, yeah. it. And we'll bring oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Go I brought it. Uh, okay. I brought but it's, 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 it's two teeth. Go snap in the middle between legs. Wow. Hey, that's the allied title thing is close anywhere, anytime. So, like, they'll come to anywhere, right? What states? They, they, what they states would roll you... in here. Uh, Pennsylvania down to Florida and then in okay. Texas now. So Sweet. Yeah, so it's a it's exciting, fun group of people. Always but, good to have so when are we doing the home buying seminar? We got to work it. I want to do it. Honestly, I want to do it in February. Yeah. I just want to get like the, the, the details because we got the title coming out of the lender. Maybe we want to get like a home inspector just so we can give like, you know, some real good information. Great idea. Then we're going to do video like, you know, I was a video guy. So we're going to do some video. I was thinking about even doing like a band. My first one, I did a band because I like music. Yeah. So I like bringing like a band that can Love do like it. something small. Uh, with keys and then set up like yeah so we'll talk about it but yeah i, I, I wanted to be dope with you know a little drinky drink you know what i'm saying it. some tea for brian that's right some other stuff for the rest of us Coffee, well, water. And, and i think the key for the new home buyers is to kind of think more like developers when they look at interest rates look you can refinance in two years three years most developers when we buy real estate we have shorter term loans and we refinance you know into something when we stabilize it and now you just got to kind of look at it like hey this is a blip in time and in a couple of years, the Fed will rip the rates down if the economy's weak, and you can refi. Don't you think? Absolutely. How'd you get into uh, How'd you get into the hard money side of things? So, actually, my father was a developer. He was first okay. generation developer. So, in the '80s, he started doing um, land development, and then a little bit of hard money after that downturn. And so, mm-hmm. I kind of had it in the back of my head. And then um, 
in 2004, you know, my father died real suddenly in 2005 at, at 54, but a friend, he and a friend had started a new hard money company. They'd done one deal before he passed. And that friend, who's an awesome guy, actually a Warrington guy, kept it going for a while and, until, you know, eventually bought my mother out. But I learned kind of the, some from him. Yeah. And then uh, when the timing was right, like in 2010, I started hearing about people flipping houses and the market coming back, but there wasn't enough capital. Mm -hmm. I was actually at a wedding and a dude was like drunk and he was bragging about how much money he was making <laughs> flipping houses. And I was like, if this cat's making all this money, I need to stop with this law practice stuff and like get in the game more. So I started doing... Um, January of, uh, of 2011, it's actually a good story about being an entrepreneur. Uh, a guy called me and he said, hey, you know, I need a hard money loan. I have nine projects going on and like, I need a hard money loan. Do you know anybody? So I referred him to a guy that, you know, worked with my dad. That guy didn't call him back. So this dude calls me like five days later. He's like, Brian, like, I need a loan like soon. Do you know anybody else? And I was like, Give me like a couple hours. And so I called a friend of my father's who's a mentor to me. And I said, hey, look, I want to start this hard money lending business. Can you help me out? You know, help me with access to capital. And he said, no problem. I'd love to help you. So I called this dude back and I'm like, I'll give you a loan. And that was my first hard money loan. And then it, it, I did it. It went well. And I was still practicing law and I was managing some family real estate stuff. Mm -hmm. Big development, pro land development project. Land development, by the way, is the worst thing ever. Don't do it. Uh, but <laughs> Why is that? It just takes forever. And uh -oh. like there's an expression, land eats three times a day. Because uh -oh. it's just constantly, uh -oh. the costs yeah. are just constantly uh -oh. coming at you. It takes a long time. And by the time you get things done on bigger projects, like the, zo the zoning can, administration can change. They can have less of an appetite for development. You know, fat. The, you can have wetlands issues. You know, there's lots of issues. Yeah. So where where do you see the market going? Like, obviously, our demographic is going to be, you know, home buyers, home sellers, right? Yeah. And then, obviously, we got a whole bunch of different types of people. I've dabbled my hand into development and doing little small rehabs here and there. Yeah. He's got acres of land out in VA. West Virginia. But in, from, your, from the development side, from the builder side, where do you see, like, the market heading? We just had a huge increase in interest rates, scared everybody off. Uh, well, a lot of people off. I still got some buyers looking at it. Most of my deals come from, obviously, probates and yeah. sellers that are going to sell no matter what. So I haven't really been, been super affected by it. But what, what, do you, what do you see, like, in your crystal ball? In terms of where the market's going? Yeah. Uh, I, the market, to me, is all about interest rates. So, you know, it's interest rates. Well, it's really sort of three things, interest rates, supply, and then, like, consumer sentiment. You know, like, how do people feel? Yeah. You know? And I think the big problem in the last nine months is consumer sentiment. People have jobs, yeah. they have money, they have the ability to buy, but they're like, hey, am I going to be the dumb guy who gets a dumb guy, in, in quotes, sure. who gets a loan at 7%, and then, you know, when my friends a year and a half ago were getting at 2.5% <laughs> and go buy something that I, that's smaller than I'd like or whatever, maybe I should just wait. I mean, the, the flip argument to that is like, yeah, but you're paying a bunch of money in rent to live in a place that you can't paint the wall pink if you want to yeah. without your landlord giving you a bunch of shit. You know, like, is that what you want to do? Your mortgage could still be let for less money. And then you can take your... Now, today, I'm seeing ARM products in the fives. There's nothing wrong with a 5.5% five or seven-year ARM mm -hmm. that you can hopefully refi down in a couple of years. So... You know, to me, I think what we're seeing a little bit the last couple of weeks is the market's ticked up. There's been more deals, more transactions because people are getting used to the rate environment. Yeah. And the rates have come down some. Yeah. And so, like, for example, I had a house on the market for like 30 days. 
And we lower the price and lower the price. And to be honest, I think it's worth more than it's under contract for. But we got three offers, you know, out of the blue this last week. A, it's priced well. But look, we lowered it like two weeks ago. But my point is, like, there's a new group of buyers, I think, in the market who are ready to buy, who don't, who want to be homeowners, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a... I'm just a believer in home ownership, and I think long-term people will create wealth you know, that Absolutely. way. So, That's the message that we're sending you. So, but again, it's all about rates, and mm-hmm. I do think the Fed, you know, I was at a lunch where I listened to the Richmond Fed chair talk, and he made it crystal clear one thing. Inflation's going to be get down to between 2 and 3% one way or the other. <laughs> oh. So they'll keep ripping rates up. And so do you see a hard to. landing or do you see a soft landing for the economy by and large? Every month, I just look for that inflation data, man, because it's all about inflation. Like, yeah. everybody's like, how's the market going? I'm like, yeah. inflate. They're like, what are rates going to do? I don't know. What's inflation going to do? I mean, how do, how do they, the only, I mean, I think it's kind of tough. I mean, not to get super political, but it's kind of tough. And I'd love to hear your opinion on this to reduce inflation without also controlling spending, right? If we have a blank check and we continue, like if I have a credit card, yeah. I can't bring the rate down if I keep charging uh, totally. the credit yeah. card. Yeah, right. totally. You pump, you know, trillions of dollars of capital into a market. You give everybody, everybody gets free money. money for a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of you're gonna have inflation, right? And you know who so, made yeah. the most money during that during that time? Uh, the owner of, who was it? I saw it on, on, on the TV Louis, Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, he owns a bunch he owns of, a whole, yeah, a whole bunch of so-called luxury brands and he, he oh, like, he's killing it. Yeah, quadrupled killing it. His, yeah. his, his, his net worth. But he's smart. So I just read that he's actually training his daughter on how to take it over. And training her to be a billionaire. Wow. And we, and we don't think in that large, that, with that mind space. Like, oh, I, I want to teach my sons and daughters how to do X, Y, Z, maybe take over the family business. Yeah. That, that generates Absolutely. a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. This dude is saying, I'm training you to, mm-hmm. to control and to be responsible for nine zeros and some numbers in front. Yeah. Right? I mean, listen, I think that way, like with my own kids, I have a nine, a seven and a three year old. Yeah. And I'm always thinking like, all right, like Monday, I'm going to look at a, like a, a property mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get my seven year old. I want my seven year old to go because I, I think he's really away. interested. Yeah. yeah. Get him, get him going. But, but you know, I think it's important within your own family to like figure out what your kids are good at and try yeah. to get him in the business. If Absolutely. you love your business, Absolutely. like I do. Absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of where the market going, I mean, I think we'll see. I think it's going to be choppy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think the other thing that's interesting is um, the labor market's so tight and people are so well employed that that's why the market's so funky. Because people have money and they're like, "Well, I could buy because I still have a job." Now you're starting to see, you know, people get laid off, right? And a lot of these mm-hmm. tech companies and the like. So. You know, that's part of the inflation thing, too. So yeah, I see a lot of those tech jobs being lost, but that's kind of a, um, I mean, that field is, what have you seen? Like, are those, they're not like the high paying government jobs or the high yeah. paying, like, you know, uh, high paying professional jobs. They're kind of just like tech jobs. Like I saw Amazon laid off a bunch of people. I know Facebook laid off a bunch of people. Twitter, like Elon Musk threw a bunch of those people out. Yeah. But one, a lot of those people, I guarantee a lot of those people still got other side hustles. Like if you're working for yeah, Amazon, yeah, yeah. you're more than likely got a couple side hustles. Yeah, that's probably true. And yeah, if you work true. at Twitter, you throw Twitter on your on your resume, you're going to get a job in 30. You're going to have six people, 60 people banging down your door to try and get get you hired, like yeah. get on their company. So are we seeing that as, as like affecting the economy? Like in 08, we saw that. Happened yeah. where massive people lost their jobs. All these big companies totally. went out of out of, hey, out this, of business. This is not fucking 08. I mean, because 08 was a different thing. You had Lehman Brothers collapsing. You had banks that weren't well capitalized. You had banks that were, 
you know, there was no there was no lending for some period of time because banks banks were fucked. I mean, they had big problems. So like, yeah, they after 08, they regulated the shit out of banks. Yeah. Banks are way more well capitalized than they ever have. They have more reserves. Yeah. It's a it's a better, much better <laughs> system overall mm-hmm. to avoid that kind of uh, that kind of collapse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, there'd be pain for sure. I yeah. think it's kind of goes like to what you were saying, which is like the the consumer sentiment. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> you know, especially in the the uh, social media age of social yeah. media, where you know you take one thing and it gets multiplied exponentially. Mm-hmm. Where and people are fighting for uh, these media companies are fighting for views. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to put the most salacious headline. Yeah, totally. And then when you read the headline, you're like, yo, it ain't even that bad. Totally. But most people don't read the headline. They just go, right. like I saw one headline today that said, um, we have, and this is true, actually, we had since 2016, we, this is the first, I think quarter or the first time that we've seen a, uh, decrease in the median sales price of homes. Yeah. Mm. But what that article is not saying is we're back at what the average median sales price was in 2018. Yeah, yeah. So if you just read the headline, you think, oh, man, we, we're going back. To, but, but it's like, no, we're ba- basically back before we got that 20% bump in, in overpriced homes. Yeah, right. Now we're kind of back to where we were around 2017, 2018. It's that yeah. balance and it's, norm- it's kind of like normalizing. Hey, listen, there's a reason there's not a positive news network, right? Because people like <laughs> negative shit, right? Like, I'm always like, somebody should start a positive news network where it's just like good news all the yeah, time. Be- yeah, we should should. There's beautiful stories everywhere, right? Yeah, about people doing PNN? great things. PNN. Hey, that's right. Everything is so negative. You know, I was listening yeah. to Tony Robbins one time, and he was talking about how, like, newspapers, if there's, you know, studies that show that if the newspaper has a headline about, like, a tornado coming tomorrow, you know, the, the, the papers, you know, sell left and right. People like bad news, but if it's like, oh, things are going to be great, it's going to be sunny, nobody <laughs> buys the fucking paper, you know? Yeah. Like, so yeah. the media loves, you know, they love negativity. Yeah. You know? So are they going to come out and say, you know, if the next month the housing, uh, you know, data is better, better for us, meaning like more sales, more transactions, they're going to come out and focus on that? Probably not. I mean, right. you know, so find the, a way to everybody it. wants to make this t- 2008, just like in the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I would talk to investors and people that have been in real estate for a long time. They're like, this is 2008. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, it wasn't. Of, it was like a, you know, it was an intense period of home buying and it right. was way different than people thought. It's yeah. kind of like when um, anytime, and again, not to get political, but I, I am very blue. But like whenever any <laughs> president gets into office, they automatically compare that president to Hitler. So when 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 George Bush got in office, he's the worst thing since Hitler. Then John McCain got it. He's the worst thing since Hitler. And then poor little Mitt Romney got in. Oh, he's the worst thing since Hitler. And Donald Trump got in. Oh, he's the worst thing since Hitler. And now they're doing the same thing with Ron DeSantis. He's the next worst. And it's like everything is the worst thing ever. So yeah, even on the real estate market, it's like anytime we hit it, because I remember at the beginning of COVID, oh, it's going to be 08. And then everything went up and everybody was quiet. And then they're like, oh. Now, COVID's over, and they're like, oh, man, the interest rate went up. It's the worst thing since COVID. So we have these markers in our mind yeah. of whatever the worst thing is, and we have an engram, like this, this memory built into our collective consciousness where we go back to the worst thing that ever happened and compare the next thing to the worst thing that ever happened. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I could imagine if we were older, we'd be like, oh, man, it's the worst thing since World War II. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but whatever it, the worst but thing it is. Always, it's always in a vacuum, though, right? Yeah, it's always. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it go hot and heavy in your face for two weeks, and then it, it dies down, and then it's gone. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was even talking about 
um, like the earthquakes in Haiti and, and the, like the tsunami that they had in like Japan like years ago. When was the last time you heard about that? But when it happened, it was like that's all they talked yeah. about. You know, and then but that's just the, that's just the media. It's, yeah, it's, it's negative it's, and, and it, it gets you views, clicks, likes, and all of that. But then, like we said, you need you need the positive because there's so much good happening in this world. Oh, totally. which which is kind of bringing it back to you, like what you're doing when you talk about the the the, uh, the apartment complexes and the the multi units and like the families that you serve. Yeah, like that's. That's what life really is about. It's like oh, serving man. others. I heard I heard a quote last night. <clears throat> Shout out to my boy Keith James. And he said, if you want somebody to fill your cup, look for a cup to fill. Yeah, totally. Right. And I was yeah, like, totally. Oh, that's so it's all it's all it's about service. You know, that's yep. what life is about. You know, the greatest the greatest among us all is the greatest servant of all. Right. Yeah. So like if you're not taking the time to do for others and, and to look to how you can how I can serve and bless you, like I can't be I can't be looking for you know, to, to receive all the time. Gotta yeah. so I wanted to ask you a couple questions, Brian, yeah, let's because do it. you're the OG. Um, so one of the one of the questions that I wanted to know is, um, what's the most important lesson that you've learned over your entire career? If you had to kind of bring it down, kind of con- condense everything into one yeah. dope lesson on top of a Snapple cap. Well, yeah, look, I think mentorship's the most important thing that you can have in business. Mm-hmm. So like to make it broader than real estate, like I've been blessed that like after my, as I talked about earlier, my father passed away young at 54 and I was really blessed and am blessed to like that his good friends are mentors to me. You know, mm-hmm. I have a couple really close friends who are in their seventies that, that have been good guideposts. And I actually, you know, I read and I consume podcasts, you know, intensely, mostly about people, entrepreneurs that build businesses. Uh, to learn learn lessons from them, you know, uh, success has clues as people talk about, right? And so I like to learn from others. You know, I also think, um, you know, you got to build a great team, like in any business. So you got to put great people um, around you. Uh, you know, the other thing is like, I'm like a voracious networker. I love people. I like to meet people. And, you know, I just had talk with somebody. He's like, how can I help you? Because I was talking about helping him with certain things. And I'm like, I, I, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out over time, right? Like, yeah, yeah. to your point earlier, if you give to others, it comes back at you eventually mm-hmm. anyways. But For sure. yeah. I just like meeting new people and figuring out, like, how I can help them in some way. And, you know, uh, but networks matter a lot. Mentorship matters a lot. Uh, having a great team. Um, and then what I always talk about in business is, don't go into a business if you don't have an advantage in some way. Like, what's your advantage? You know, you're great at probate, right? Like, that's your advantage, you know? So what's what's my advantage? Generally, it's on acquisitions. We're good at acquisitions, right? And so have an advantage, you know? With my lending business, what's my advantage there? Well, listen, I've developed extensively in Washington. I know urban infill development. I know the zoning. I know about heritage trees. And I know about when solar panels are issues and... <laughs> the 10 foot rule and all these other things that are like breathing to me. So when my borrowers come to me and they have a project, I can help them. I issue spot for them. I say, Hey man, you know, um, what about this issue? What about that issue? So, um, you know, have an advantage in whatever you're doing or just don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. like you gotta be different in some way than somebody than, than other folks doing what you're doing, um, in order to be exceptional. So I got one, another question for you. What time of day do you get your best work done? That's a great question. General, generally, when um, when there's quiet around, you know. So it used to be that I'd get up really early in the morning. You a morning. 5 a.m. guy? I used to be, but then I got the whoop. I don't know if you guys have that, where it, studies, it studies your sleep. You know, apparently the U.S. government in the 80s with their CIA agents, uh, et cetera, started studying heart rate variability. Uh-huh. And they found that the more your heart rate is variable, 
the more better your performance is mentally and physically. Oh. So a lot of athletes have started wearing the whoop and training it. And what it really teaches you in a nutshell is like, get a good night's sleep, eat well, don't drink a lot of alcohol because it affects your sleep, et cetera. Uh, and so now I'm not getting up as early. But for me, it's about like quiet reflection. You know, I have a house in Florida. I go there and I'm able to like have quiet reflection. That's generally when I get my best work done. Mm. Your kids, how old are your kids? Nine, that's... seven, and three. Oh, that's, oh, wow. They're amazing ages. Yeah. Man. They're just incredible. I mean, they're just, it's a beautiful time. All three boys? Uh, two boys and a little girl. Okay. Yeah. Where's he, the girl fall? She's the baby? She's the baby. She turned three two days ago. So she so, runs the whole house. Yeah, yeah. But so it's she, it's a blast. So congressional capital is her business. Uh, yeah, totally. It's all her <laughs> It's all their business, man. Yeah. Last question, Brian. Other than what you're doing right now, what job would you or career would you love to try? You know, if I wasn't doing this, um, probably uh, something in politics, maybe being governor of Virginia or something like that. You know, just just because I I know that that way you can make a a profound impact on people's lives. Mm. And like I'm a truth teller and I don't think there's enough truth telling in politics. Like I think I think people are bullshitting way too much, not telling people the truth. You know, um, I always talk about if I ever did it, like my, you know, it'd be all about straight talk. Like, hey, I'll just tell you the truth all the time. You know, if people ask me a question and the answer wasn't a great reflection of me, I just say, hey, this is the truth, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I think that there aren't enough earnest, honorable, hardworking people trying to help other people. And one way to do it is to like is to, you know, kind of run for office and do it. But, all right, guys. Well, that sums up our show for today. <laughs> My name is Dan Wheeler. Maurice Coach Marcus. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast and leave a comment also. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that notifications button. My name is Dan the Realtor. Thank you for checking out the Real Estate Wire podcast. We are out. Oh, it wasn't recording. Psych. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what's up? You getting? He's like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah.